It's like, I don't know anything about EPA. I, I don't know what any yeah. of that stuff is. I think there's different colored wires. Talk to me about your success story. I mean, obviously you've had a great track record of success at Access Heating and Air. How did you go from being the guy that had the red shag carpet in his van and, uh, you know, you picked up your wife on a date? That's right. She'll never live it down. Yeah. That's where so, we started. So, that, so yeah. So kind of like, where did you come from? Like, how did you get into HVAC? Yeah, I was, uh, you know, working in the construction industry and I knew that I needed a change, but I didn't have the right vehicle. And so... Uh, I met Keith, our owner, and when he was doing his remodel in his house, and that's where I helped him out. And it was because he hired you to come in. Uh, well, I kind of begged him for a job, you like, know. So, like, what was that interaction like? Was like in a what's like? Are we in an aisle in a store, and you're like, "Hey, man, let me do your house." <laughs> yeah, I was. We we were at Starbucks, and I just went up to him because I had known him from his home. I was already helping him there, and I knew he owned a heating and air company. And so I was like, "Hey, is there any way but I could jump you get in to the house?" Like, how are you helping with the house? Was that because when he came to the lumber yard, he would, I knew what he was doing. I'm like, you need some help. It sounds like the builders are not. So you worked at the lumber yard. Yep. Okay. Yeah. That was my, where I first started when I moved out here. And then I realized he needed some help on the project. So it just sounded like. Were you like the front, front desk guy that kind of helped you with the screws and. I was the dispatch guy. So like running all the lumber trucks out, all the house packages and everything. Okay. So builders would bring in a house plan. Right. I'd send that down to the sales team. Awesome. They put it together and then I'd build the truck, get it, you know, all scheduled and out the door. And uh, so I remember this guy kept coming in. We didn't have a lot of walk-in traffic. And I'm like, who's this guy? I was coming and buying a couple, you know, one or two, three, two by fours. You know, I'm like, what, you know, what's this guy building a fence or something, right. you know? And, and uh, that's when I quickly got to know him. I went out to his house and I could see that the house, like the project just needed like a different set of eyes on now, it. Now, is it the house he's currently in now? Yes. Okay. Um, and so that was a really fun journey to go from the lumber yard over yeah. to crazy, uh, into heating and air. So I remember the interview, uh, Jeff, our, our, you know, install, one of our install leads has been with us for over 30 years, something like that. Wow. Right. He's getting up there. And uh, he, he he basically asked me, what do you know how to do? And I said, I, I think there's different colored wires. Did but he, did he like sure. do it in his Jeff way? <laughs> yeah. Was he just kind of like quiet and he just kind of like slips it in? And he's like, so what do you know how to do? <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I don't know anything about EPA. I, I don't know what any yeah. of that stuff is. All the technical jargon. He's throwing yeah. out numbers like 806 and you know, all this stuff. I'm like, I don't know about any of that. But I, yeah. I do know how to work and I do know how to show the up. Montreal Act. <laughs> whatever that's about. <laughs> and so, yeah, uh, yeah, it quickly progressed. I remember Keith called me. I saw him at a Starbucks, approached him, and he said, listen, on Monday morning, I want you to show up to the supplier in our area uh, because there's a sales training there. And I was like, uh, okay, was I guess. That, so this is right at your interview you told you this? Yeah. Okay. So I was like thinking, well, does that mean I'm hired or like, is there like another, you know, oh, what's going to yeah. happen now? So you just weren't sure. You're like, is this like the next step of the interview process? Yeah. And so next yeah. thing I know, I'm like in the training, receiving a binder and I'm like. Now, were you the only one or you went there with Jeff? No, I was the only one there. And, okay. Yeah. And so I went to the sales class, but then right after that, I got, I, you know, I was like formally hired and. And that's when I ended up on our new construction crew and was running Gasline. Now, who all worked for the company at that time? Man, we had Jeff, Ron, Kim. Ron was one of our, he was our gas fitter. So he drove our old box van and that guy could run probably a whole house in under a day. Wow. Gas up everything, all the appliances in the house and um, have it pressure tested the same day. Yeah. And uh, 
I remember he always wanted to get done so we could get some tamales. There was a gal that would cruise around the, the subdivisions and he would always listen to Rush Limbaugh driving back and he would just get so fired up about politics. And I'm like, you know, 20 years old. I'm like, who's this guy? Why does this matter? Yeah. Just, you know, I want to just go, go to sleep now. Those are hard days work. So I stayed there for about six months, maybe a year. And then after that, um, one of our, one of our main service techs at the time, we had a guy named Derek and he had slipped and actually cut his hand. Oh, wow. And so he had like a contraption around his wrist cause his tendon, he needed to heal his hand up. It was his right hand. And so I basically became him without the brain. So you kind of just became like an apprentice. Yep. So he would tell me, turn that wrench, you know, tighten that screw right. down. How did it feel? Write the invoice like this. Make sure you don't put that on there. Make yeah. sure make sure it sounds like that. And then he would do all the customer facing stuff. I'd load up the tools, the ladders, all that right material in and out. Make sure you you ground out that capacitor so you don't get doesn't bite you. And so that was really helpful to see like hands on. And I did that for about a year because his hand needed it needed a lot of work. And it was so I was two years in at that point, and that's when. Um, Keith said, let's send you to an actual technical school down in Texas at the time was ISL. Um, and which now has become, uh, I forget what organization they are now, but ISL got, you know, gobbled up by a larger conglomerate. And so they had a two week course. They run you through everything and you're learning how to braze. You're learning how to troubleshoot series versus parallel circuits right, all this stuff yeah yeah and so that was just a blast and i just i i was like wow what's this nate thing some of these guys have badges on their arms that's got to be cool right like they the look more the merrier <laughs> that's what i thought <laughs> one guy had them all the way down i was like i didn't know you could you could be nate certified for thermostats but this guy had the badge and wow. uh, so i came back and that's when i hopped in my own van keith put me in one of our like clunker vans you know he had to try me now, out. Is and that make the sure. one that Kim is currently driving now? No, that the one Kim's driving now is a huge upgrade from what I had. Okay, it would take about an hour to start the car and warm it up in the wow. in the winter time. Wow! So to get the ice out, the frost off the window. Yeah, I remember warming it up and thinking this is the this van needs to die. Why it needs didn't you to just go. Scrape the ice off. Well, I mean, it's Idaho, you know, <laughs> and I was twenty years old. That's yeah, not who, right. Who scrapes the ice off their window, anyways? I mean, I mean, for me, it's like I'd rather be like I'd rather be like late. Then scrape the ice off the window. Yeah, just let it be. You know, it's just like don't even worry pain. about it. Especially when like, it rains. Well, if you dump, then, if you can dump hot water on oh, it too. I've, I've, like, yeah, I've never done that because I always heard that like the glass windshield breaks. Like my dad used to work at Micron, and he would just he went out went outside it one day, and he like yeah. saw this guy and then threw his hot cup of and coffee, then, and the window just shattered. <laughs> he threw his cup so of I, coffee. Ever since that, I was like, I'm never doing that. <laughs> That's a good lesson. Not, I don't want it to be my experience. No. Yeah, that's funny. So yeah, you started in the field and you started as that. And then, um, were you kind of just doing everything at that point? Like, were you like a selling tech? Were you a lead turnover tech? You know, what was kind of your role in the field? Yeah, we were smaller. So I quickly became the top revenue producer in our company. It took me about three or four months to get there. Well, were you kind of like neck and neck with, with, with Derek at the time? Was he the, and was he the only service tech? Yeah, it was me and him. We had a sales guy at the time and we had two install guys, Jeff and Kim. And yeah, I hopped out on my own and just, it was, it was, it was off to the races. And did you turn any sales over to the sales guy or just kind of just took care of it? No, I just took care of it right then and there and just sold it. I went to the sales training class. And so it just was a natural progression to just do that on the call. 
Um, we were small enough that we could sustain that. I remember asking, calling in for the calls and it was like on a postcard and wow. Yeah. There's like no software. And then, and then we upgraded, we got like a CD ROM, you know, I'm like, what is this program about? And they're like, it's the new digital frontier. Yeah, crazy. Now we're all on iPads. I, I know. Now we're us. like, we're like paper. What are you talking about? <laughs> just going, paper going back to like, you know, <laughs> the medieval ages. <laughs> This is the Industrial Revolution now. Industrial Revolution? It's the information age. <laughs> See, even I was outdated then. You're outdated, bro. Industrial. That's like the Rockefellers. We got these pens. I mean, how and does this even charge the, up? The steel plants that are basically <laughs> abandoned now. I know. Crazy, huh? Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, so quickly started and then just, you know, took over from there and just grew in my, my capacity to troubleshoot, diagnose, fix equipment, but also started growing in my capacity to actually sell um, which I didn't know anything at that time. I had no experience yeah. for it, but I feel like I've always been wired around that. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's very helpful to have a vehicle to kind of sure. practice without a whole lot of risk involved. Yeah. It's running maybe four or five calls a day. Um, and during that time, it was 2008, 2009, Keith had decided to just pull out of new construction altogether. And that's where like all of our work was, all of our revenue, all the, that, that's where our stuff was being done. Right. And so we pulled out and it took probably a year to fully transition to a service-based company. What, what was that like? Was like, were things like just slow or was it just like trying to figure out different ways to get work? Yeah, we actually, uh, we had a plumber next door um, in our building and uh, the Dave. The we're in now? Or was yes. this different? Yeah, okay, yeah, okay. the one we were in now. And he would come over and is have coffee with us at the integrity plumbing. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. He'd come over and he would show us some new marketing thing he's doing. And we would just basically hang out till 10 AM, you know, and we're just drinking coffee. I'm like, this is kind of nice to get paid for all this. And Keith, I clock out, you know, and he would just say, don't worry about it. We're just, we're, you know, we're, we're building, we're having fun. And, and we were, we're just having fun, just hanging out. And it took a while, but after about a year we got, you know, Keith got really serious about getting into that direction. And, and we did. Oh. And it just from that point to now it has been thir 12 years, 11 years. And here we are, you know, we are hitting almost into a thousand maintenance members we see every year. And, you know, it's, it's, we're hitting into $5 million in revenue and it's just getting crazy. Yeah. It's just, it's even crazy to think like, um, if you think of Keith as a leader, how like millennial he was even before millennial was even a thing. I mean, how many owners do you think like they're going to see the situation? We're like, Hey man, like, no, you're fine. Like this is building. Like we're learning, we're growing yeah. and be like, no, this is, this is a part of growth. And it's like, it's those aspects of things you don't realize till later versus like this mindset of like, Oh, everyone has to be working on a percent, like no right. breaks, like don't, don't go, go, go. Yeah. Don't talk, yeah. do your job and not understand. Like there's another aspect of it building. Right. Totally. And so that's, that's just so cool. But. Yeah. And I got to see that early on. It wasn't about the money for Keith, although that's helpful, but it was more about building relationship. And uh, I had came from the construction background where it was go, go, go. You know, if you had, if you even stopped for a minute, you might like it, you know, get off the job site. Right. And it wasn't, that just wasn't the case with Keith. And so, um, yeah, Keith, Keith really brought me under his wing. And once I got kind of my own set of wings going on, uh, that journey from that point to now has just been a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, I bet. It's been crazy, crazy journey. Um, but yeah, so, I'll, you know, as far as that goes, it's kind of crazy. How are you in here? I think I feel like only almost know Keith like the same amount of time. Cause yeah. I, remember, I remember hearing about you and you weren't even married yet. 
because I remember later on hearing like did James just got married and I remember like oh James this had a firstborn and they're like oh okay you know? <laughs> yeah and so I think I felt like I know you I knew you indirectly in a lot of ways because I would hear you I would hear you know Keith talk about you and stuff like that yeah and I remember this one distinct time where we're going to a basketball game out in like Melba I believe it was yeah. for Luke. And I was in the car with Keith and you called Keith. It was an after hours call. There was some guy with like the air filter, like in the drywall was super upset. And, uh, I remember Keith just being like, hey, you know what, James, just handle it, you know? <laughs> and so then, uh, and then I just remember just, you know, um, my vantage point in HVAC, it just kind of seemed like, you know, access heating and air was just the place to work. Yeah, on the outside looking in, yeah. what was it like? Yeah, so I, so you know, I, um, you know, uh, Keith always spoke very highly of his employees, very highly of the company, and uh, I always kind of wondered, like, would I ever be like good enough to work at Access <laughs> yeah. Heating and Air? You know, I, I, I would, I didn't want to even ask. Like, was there a potential like I could even come in? Like, I, because I just a fear of that rejection because I felt like it would, uh, like it was too great of a company to work for that yeah. I almost get like an automatic and no. <laughs> like, even if I was like related to, you know, being the same line <laughs> and all, I'm like, it just hey, didn't make the cut. Yeah. Can I run can, out of gate? Yeah. What, what do you know how to do? Well, yeah. I'm in construction. I sent Howard floors. <laughs> so, uh, can I, can I get a job? No. Accessing air is for the elite. <laughs> no, but that's, that's just how I, how I see, I saw yeah. it because, and there was nothing that he ever said to make it like elitism or anything like that. It was just like, he just spoke so highly of everyone. And I could tell he really cared about his employees and really cared about who worked at the company. That was a really um, important thing for him. It just felt like a different, like yeah. a different organization. Yeah, and it was, he just didn't have like numbers working for him. He just, you know, he really, they yeah. were, they were really important people in his life. And totally. remember, um, you know, Pam was the lady that worked there that he like, basically rallied up everyone to help her move out and yep i remember that you know help you know per, basically helped her out in her personal life and were you a, there no i was Did you go I, to that no i heard about it okay yeah because we would always come over for the weekends to hang yeah. out and see the family that kind of be our thing and so they kind of brought that up and i was like wow just the you know um yeah, i remember keith just called everybody said we're shutting yeah. the whole company down wow and we're gonna go help this employee she's in a bad spot and I remember showing up to that, to that spot. And I was like, what's going on here? And he goes, I want you to find the guns, get in there and get them. Oh and I was like, what? He goes, put them underneath my, my cab. And I, I was like, okay. I mean, that's yeah. the boss, right? Yeah. It's whatever he says. Exactly. And I get in there and I'm like trying to find out like where, where are these guns at? You know, yeah. and there's a, this fight breaking out in the front yard and you know, it's just cool. We took the whole box van out there. The installer showed up and, Keith was like, we're moving the couch, grab the TV, get the fridge wow. loaded up. And we basically moved an entire house in like under 30 minutes. We were wow. like psh, psh, in and out. That's, and that was so cool to me to hear someone, you know, take care of his people like that. Totally. And he didn't care about, he wasn't like, you guys got to clock off. He, you yeah. know, just was like, we're shutting the company down. I'm paying everybody to get over there right now. Yeah. Yeah. See, and, and like when I lived in Hawaii, were you in Hawaii when you heard that story? No, I, I lived here. That was, that was, I okay. think when I was in, I think engaged to Alicia, my wife. And you were preaching. Yes. At the time. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so, um, Keith probably told you about that story and yeah, you're like, so, what even happened today? Yeah. I would leave Sundays to go preach and stuff like that. And so I just remember actually when I came here, came, I, we lived in Hawaii for a year. And when I came back, I actually applied with a competitor HVAC company. <laughs> 
<laughs> and I didn't think anything of it. I didn't think like okay. Keith would be upset or anything like that. Um, and the reason for that is because Carly, who I knew really well before I left, um, she used to work there. So she posts this thing on Facebook. And so coming back, you know, mm. you're kind of really trying to pick up any job you can get, you know, and then, and then figure stuff out. You're like, just, just get some bills rolling in first and yeah. then I'll figure out where to go. And so, you know, again, still had the same mindset about access heating and air just being like way up here. And so my thought process was like, well, I don't really understand what they're uh, like hiring for. Cause the application was like super confusing. I just didn't understand like exactly what I would be doing. And I didn't even know what a helper was. I was like, yeah, so what's like help with what? <laughs> what's that even mean? Yeah. And so when I, when I came in and I, and I interviewed and so my, here's my, here was my thought, my thought process was like, okay, I'll get some experience and then maybe mm. I will be at the grade or, 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 or level uh, to get into access heating and air. Okay. Yeah, right. Yeah. So I go in and then, the, then obviously the owner of that HVAC company knew Keith and just like a lot of people in the, in the Valley know Keith, uh, I come to realize and they're like, Oh, I can't, I can't hire you. I'm like, why what's going on? This would be a conflict of interest. <laughs> I was like, Oh my gosh, you're afraid I'm going to, you know, share all your trade secrets. <laughs> no, but he just, just didn't hire me. And so I, I yeah. even suited up. He met me like, he was basically like in jog shorts and stuff like that. A cup of <laughs> yeah. coffee at his house. I was like, what is this place? You know, treadmills like going. I'm like, we're you just running. Um, but then after that, I, I actually had, I had a, uh, an interview right after that, at a trust plant, which is actually where they brought me where you on. ended up, right? Yeah. Yeah. So prior to that, the only time I worked with my hands was in, was in Hawaii. Okay. And that was the first time I ever worked like physical work and it was good hard to, work. Oh, and it was probably the hardest yet. Was that your landscaping job? Yeah. yeah. To date. I mean, the craziest stuff you do. We would have to like lift, you know, real mowers that probably weighed like 200 pounds, like over flights of stairs that were like marble floored and like you could oh, not wow. ding anything. Like you, it, it was better for the real mower to, to land on you than the floor, <laughs> you know, kind of situation. Yeah. So I, 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 that's what really broke me into the hard work. Trust plant was no different. It was hard work too. And I was, that was the time I was going to, um, Bible school or a mm -hmm. uh, school ministry at Calvary chapel. And so my goal was to, and the reason why I did that was I really wanted to get reintegrated back to the church because I've been gone for a year, um, back in with the leadership, back in with the with with the pastors in there, and so did that. While well, I was doing that, so I met a guy who did roofing, at, and he was in my class, and so he owned a roofing company. So he he went and yeah. took me off, and I fell off the roof. So I was like not doing that because like a single story roof. Yeah, so a single story roof. My friend places a board on a penny nail. <laughs> And I just had this, this most ridiculous thought of just stepping over it and just tapping with my foot. But the moment I tapped it on my foot, that thing, that board just went <laughs> and I was on top of it Oh and no. I was going for the driveway. <laughs> Luckily the trailer was there and the trailer was empty. So I read and it sells high trailers with the high walls. <laughs> okay. So I, so the, the railing of it broke with my fall and then I fell in. Oh yeah. So I, I got a pretty good slam. My, the, the, my boss at the time looks up and he goes, what happened? <laughs> I explained it and he goes, just don't do that again. <laughs> so, um, but it wasn't like the movies. Yeah. So I wanted to get out of, out of, out of roofing after you did that, that for like six months. Yeah. Just through, a short, through a summer. It was really yeah, okay. hot on those roofs. Um, and I just want to get back on the ground. And so I had another friend. He was like, Hey, so my friend, I, I know a guy is that's starting, you know, a flooring company. Mm -hmm. He does. He's a, he's a one man show and he needs okay. another guy. So I'm like, all right, cool. I'll go help him out. And he'll pay me better. So I was always chasing that dollar. Yeah. Um, and I, I did that for, 
I did that for probably a good two years doing flooring. And I ended up being a pastor of a bivocational pastor, more like an intern. I would say not like legitimately didn't have the pastor title, Okay, but I would be like an intern. So I'd be preaching every Sunday there. And then, um, what ended up happening was, uh, I was working so many hours. And so Keith kind of stepped in. Actually, Brooke, my sister-in-law set this up. She she cornered she <laughs> she got she you. ambushed me. She just knew. She got me. She's like, "Hey, me Mac Grimaldi's. Me, the whole family's here." I'm like, "Okay, yeah, what's going on?" <laughs> you just thought it was a normal yeah, like get so together. I show up, and I'm like, "Oh, hey, Julie, Keith, Brooke. <laughs> like, there's a lot of people here. Yeah, like, have a slice of pizza. I'm like, absolutely. <laughs> what's going on? Like, yeah. So you want to come work for us? I'm like, what? <laughs> what do you mean, come work for you guys? And then Keith, like, you know, gave me a proposition I couldn't <laughs> yeah. refuse, which was you're gonna get every Thursdays off. Oh yeah. Cause us. you needed your, yeah. Yeah. For Pat, for, for studying and stuff for preaching. <coughs> so I was like, okay, yeah, let's do it. That was a no brainer to me. So that's kind of what brought me on. I remember oh, yeah. writing along with you for a year and, yeah. and kind of getting in the trades and, uh, and just really just, just got to see like, you know, everything Keith always talked about. And, and it was really congruent with, um, what I heard in the, in the past of how you treated his employees and took care of everyone. And so, um, just a really great organization, thankful to be in it. And man, there's so much I've learned in leadership and business and management and so many different things I've learned just being around Keith and everything he's showed us, the opportunities for training. And yeah, it's just been really cool to to learn and grow in, in that environment. And so, yeah, I think this is the last job we'll ever have. So <laughs> Access Engineer got me. Got <laughs> the me. real question is, do you have a tattoo? No, I don't. When are we going to do that? When are we going to seal the deal? Know. Should we take See, our wives? I just can't get over a tattoo because I feel like I'd regret after I like, cause I heard that's a real thing when you get, like tattoo. when you get old and you're not, I get old. Like you wish like you put it on and there's another better one you put shit to put on. So that's why they put it somewhere else. And that's good. That's, and then it starts the whole, the, the whole chain cycle. reaction. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I just kind of like not having a tattoo. I was like, I never like really had the yeah. itch or the desire to get one. And so I'm just kind of like, I just, somebody's just telling me it's like an addiction. Like you get addicted to like the pain of the tattoos. And I was like, that's, I've never heard of that. <laughs> I could never get addicted to the pain. <laughs> I know. I was like, like that's yeah, a, that's a weird, we're not doing that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like the ultimate pain avoider. He <laughs> totally, I'm like, um, if I could avoid any pain right now, it'd be fantastic. <laughs> it's like on the onset of <laughs> yeah. like headaches. I'm like pop four Tylenols right now. <laughs> <laughs> Well, listen, tell us where, where are we taking this podcast? It's our first episode. Episode zero zero one. We just thought we would test it out. We're actually just going live right now. Just going live. Just going up. What's going for it? We're just ready. So this podcast is going to be all about, what would you say? As we've been getting this all in motion. I was kind of just thinking like really all things access. Yeah. And that could be like that that little bit of involvement with like the technical side. Are you sure? you know, learning about equipment, the benefits of, you know, different systems that are running in your home. Uh, also the culture of access heating and air, you know, yeah. uh, different areas of growth and really just how we can add value to you and wherever you're at in your workplace. And, you know, from a manager's perspective, like what we see or like what we look for in interviews and what we look for for to see people advance in a company. So if you're in a different company, what it, it may be similar things to what your, you know, manager's looking for as well. Um, just, just really looking overall in a very holistic way, I think just add value to anyone who's listening, um, that it'd be worth their time, right? Not a yeah. waste of time of like, Oh, I don't have, you know? And so there's something in like a piece of this podcast. It's like, Hey, 
that doesn't really apply to me, but this does. So we are always trying to appeal to the masses, if you will, on something that would apply to them yeah. and, and give them that time worth listening to. So that's I that's what I feel like this podcast is all about. Well, it's going to shape up. We got we have almost a whole year all written, uh, all written so it's just, it's just going to be fun. Very exciting to see. I'm just a, I'm just a wing it kind of guy. I'm Let's like, just get in topic? and make it happen. Right. I'm just going to shoot from the hip here. Well, we're going to so. have some rails going on. We got some big big guest speakers coming in. <sighs> We're talking like John Travolta, Joe Rogan, (laughs) (laughs) Joe Rogan for for Halloween. I'll be Joe Rogan. You think Joe Rogan could keep up with us? Oh yeah, dude. You think so? I think he'd like body slam me. (laughs) (laughs) Guys aren't working enough. He'd probably buy something to the wall. Like, holy frick. (laughs) Who's that guy? What just happened? Yeah. Well, as always, you guys, thanks for joining us. Absolutely. Access Heating and Airs podcast. Yep. Feel free to subscribe if you guys have any other questions, Don't to comments. Click the subscribe button and the notification bell coming at you live. Yep. You know the dr- you know the drill. Thank you so much. Week. Take care, guys. Take care, guys.